River Road, you got me running way back home. River Road, you got me running all night long. You got me singing some canal boat song. River Road, River Road, you got me running all night long. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our parlay episode of Niner Nuts. I am Dan here with just James this time. Back like the good old days. James, say just hello. James, just James? That uh, what? That what? Just James? Come on. Just James. No. <laughs> yeah. You, you, like... you and Kim need to watch that if you haven't on HBO yet. What? What's that? The Barbie movie. The song. Oh I was yeah, singing. we did watch it. We did watch it. Okay, yeah. good. I'm, I'm glad. It's <laughs> And since we have a little bit of time, let me get your opinion on this because the the day after I watched the movie, right? You know, I tell some of the people that I worked with that I watched the Barbie movie and it was really, really good. One person had watched it. The other person hadn't. The person who watched it proceeds to give away the whole movie and the endings and everything like that to the person who's never seen it. And like, I'm just thinking in my head, what kind of, Jerk are you? <laughs> you just no, gotta don't... tell everybody the whole, you just tell her the whole freaking story and you know is that the question? Because I agree he's a jerk. Yeah, she actually it was a she. I and I was just like, that's to me, that's rude. Like if you did yeah. that to me, I'd be like, Hey, I want to watch it. Don't tell me the whole freaking story, you know. Oh, like, dude, if like that's a movie I would recommend going in somewhat blind. Like I, at this point, like if you don't know, it's a fairly feminist, like I'm not trying to say much more than that. Like that's kind of on you. I'm kind of impressed, but no, don't ruin. Like I watched this movie Saltburn on prime. And if someone spoiled for me, what happens in Saltburn instead of me experiencing it all in real time, I would have been so mad because that movie's so wild. If I described the spoilers to you, I, I'd be, shocked if you believed any of what happened in Saltburn actually happens like it's a wild movie yeah. so like it should it should be a rule just in general like just don't no don't be earmuffs don't be a dick don't spoil movies yeah like especially newer movies like if you like if it's an old movie like 30 years ago or something like that and you don't know how like you know maybe the person really isn't like into older movies or whatever like okay like maybe that's okay you know but you know, Barbie just came out. It's in the it's in the Oscar list. It's not even like a year old, and you're spoiling it yeah. for people. <laughs> That's just wrong. No, don't be. Let's call her Karen. Why not? I don't. I don't care. About <laughs> it's a good extension of Karen. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, no, I give it a huge thumbs up too. I I adored Barbie. I thought it was great. Yeah, um, it was a good it was a good movie and i think uh ryan gosling was great in it you know like just oh, hysterical yeah he so funny yeah you know so and yeah you i beach <laughs> i i feel bad that um since i we might as well this is a short parlay um yeah no i i think it sucks that greta and uh margo didn't get nominated for actress and director i mean they they did get screenplay and uh, best picture nods uh marga was a producer and greta was a screenplay writer or one of the writers but um but no the the fact that i don't i can't even quantify which one is more uh disappointing than the other one like i 
I don't know. There's bigger, there's bigger fish to fry, but I mean, yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I was very, very shocked that neither of them got nominated for actress and director. Um, but yeah. I mean, it, I, I mean, it's what, it's what it is. I, it sucks, but, um, but no, Mark- just because, just because there's not a single, you know, long take in the movie, like that's, that's basically, <laughs> that's basically what wins you Academy Awards is how many long takes you can put in your movie. Like, I haven't I haven't seen Zone of Interest or um, Anatomy of a Fall yet. I've heard they're great. I'm gonna try to see them in theaters. Um, but those took a lot of award nominations that I thought I think Barbie could have. Like a, I think they were both up for Best Director. Um, and they're I mean they're all up for Best Picture, but um, Best Actress. I think Anatomy of the Falls actress took what would would have been Margot's Best Actress nomination. I just speculating. I don't I'm not a member, but. When I saw when I saw how many nominations both of those films got, like I know Anatomy of a Fall won the Palm Door back uh, in Cannes last May, so I I am I'm certain it's a great movie, but um, I don't know. That's neither here nor there. We're a sports podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Oppenheimer is yeah. my current vote for Best Picture, though. I've only seen four of them, but Oppenheimer is my favorite film I've seen out of the eight or nine, however many nominees there were. And Oppenheimer's amazing. Yeah. Um, and no, not just because I'm a Nolan fanboy, like just objectively the four films i've seen oppenheimer's just incredible if i called you a fanboy of anybody be zach snyder because there's nobody that defends zach snyder harder than you for sure and yet i haven't seen and yet i haven't seen rebel moon yet i i watched saltburn i watched um oh uh uh maestro um i've been trying to watch some of the award contenders i i just put rebel moon on the back burner <laughs> but yes i do defend zach snyder i do think he's a very very talented and great director i'd love yeah. to meet him yeah, um, I mean, you're you're sucker, you're sucker punch gets too much crap. I've never, I've never seen anybody fight so hard for Zack Snyder. <laughs> no, the the just Justice League was much better in his version. It was so much better. Uh, Army of uh, Army of the Dead was or whatever it was called. Uh, that was a great zombie movie. Uh, sucker punch, I think it's too much crap. Watchmen's amazing. Uh, yeah, just. Uh, and I defend the director's cut of justice or the dawn of justice. The director's cut of dawn of justice should supersede the terrible two and a half hour cut. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we need to talk about this parlay. It is a small parlay, and I don't mind talking movies. But um, but yeah, yeah. guys, we do have. Um, maybe I should timestamp wherever <laughs> so people can skip that. Um, anyway, guys, the Super Bowl's next week. We're doing our parlay now um, instead of next week. Uh, and this is what we uh, got. It's hmm? yeah. Well, we're doing two parlays. Let's make this clear. We're doing two parlays. We're we're doing same game parlays with actual like players who are going to play in the game and stuff that has to do with the game. Next week, when the prop bets of like how long the national anthem is going to be and all of that, we're going to put that those into a parlay next week and have another parlay episode with that. So. We are right. going to do two parlays for the game, one with prop bets from non-football uh, related, and then we have this one, which is the game, what's actually going to happen in the game related. So, yeah. Yeah, no, thank you for correcting me on that. I did forget. We're still, because we just haven't seen those yet. They haven't come up as of this taping. And before I get into it, disclaimer, if you got a 
If you think you have a problem gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Please check your local state laws if you can or cannot gamble and how you can gamble. And uh, please bet responsibly. These odds are subject to change. There we go. I'm very bad at doing that before. <laughs> so okay. with so anyway, that, guys, we called it two weeks in a row now. And so we're going to do it again. Christian McCaffrey to have two touchdowns. Uh, he's just been... When it comes to these games, they seem to rely heavily on him in the red zone, um, or he's just the type of guy that you give it to him at the 50, a handoff or a pass, he can break something really long. So we think, again, for the third playoff game in a row, Christian McCaffrey will score uh, two or more touchdowns in this game. Oh yeah, I I have very little follow up on this. We've we've leaned on him as heavily as anybody else. The most, honestly, if like as important as Trent Williams's health is, uh, Christian McCaffrey is like equally as important, and he's the the engine that makes our offense run. And he scored two last week. Uh, with how tough that Kansas City secondary is, I'm I I try to make an argument that Christian's not going to score again and be like the most important part of our offense, because we're going to have to run it and screen it. Like, yeah, I'm just, I, that's like I said, in our last episode, I'm scared of that secondary. So Christian McCaffrey, I'm very confident that this will pay off with two touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, him, him scoring, you know, over one and a half touchdowns has been pretty much a decent bet almost all season, pretty much. Um, and so yeah, nearly, so, yeah, so why won't it happen in this game? We don't see any reason for it to not happen in this game. So we're definitely taking that. So next we have Isaiah Pacheco, anytime TD score. Um, we think Pacheco has a really good chance to score a touchdown in this game. Uh, you know, he's one of their uh, more heavily relied on players for the Chiefs to run their offense. And so – we think that this is just pretty like a, a no-brainer bet to uh, bet Pacheco to have a anytime touchdown score. Yeah, he's one of the, besides Kelsey, he's probably objectively the most productive in terms of like, excuse me, if you want to call it like a fantasy output, like he and Kelsey are the two biggest contributors to fantasy that came out of Kansas City besides Patrick Mahomes. And yeah, with how leaky our run defense can be. Hopefully we tighten up a little bit, but no, this seems like a this seems like an extremely safe bet that we're gonna let Pacheco score at least once on us. I I've just mentally accepted that uh, since Kansas City definitely wants to see if they can get one on us with uh, how bad a run defense was against the Lions. Agreed, agreed. Yeah, it doesn't seem and like even against the Packers, it you know that first half, Aaron Jones. Oh yeah, running all over the place on you. So. Oh yeah, uh, think, no, we were we were bad against Packers too. Yeah, I think I think that's something Andy Reid will see, take advantage of. Um, so Isaiah Pacheco, uh, anytime touchdown score, uh, really another pretty much no brainer for us. Uh, yeah, we haven't hit any of our parlays, so don't just you know if we say no brainer, I don't know, take it with a grain of salt because maybe it's not a no brainer. But <laughs> Jimmy, this is a uh, yeah more like. Jimmy B's maybes. <laughs> Jimmy B's maybes. Yeah. Yeah. So next up, we have Brock Purdy to pass for over 200 yards. Um, I think in both playoff games, he, even though he had a rough start, he still passed over for, he still hit the 200 yard mark. 
Um, and so we think uh, he'll be able to do it again, even if he doesn't have the best first half. We believe the 49ers will make adjustments in the second half, and he'll be able to uh, get to that 200, uh, no problem. Yeah, this, again, my biggest worry is how Purdy's going to handle this secondary, just because the last every, every other time we've had good secondaries, um, Cleveland, yeah, it came down to a missed kick, but and it was raining, and then Baltimore caused a lot of tip drills, which, which in it, many other times, like, that was an outlier kind of fluky game. The fact that three tip drills turned into picks, like, oh, Jesus Christ. I'm not, that probably won't happen in this game, but I expect very tight coverage and he's got to be on his game. But that also means that Christian McCaffrey is going to be relied on a lot, a lot more. And their line is not as good as their back seven. So yeah, Purdy will probably hit 200 yards. That seems pretty safe, but is he going to go that far over 200? I, I can't say very he would be yeah i mean both games both games he went over 200 so yeah it should be it he should do it again even if even if he has a bad first half um he's playing with a little bit more confidence in the second half and and basically he's able to you know 200 yards, yeah. If you would have said, you know, I mean, 220, 225 would probably push it for us as to betting the over on that. But we think 200 yards is reasonable for Purdy to uh, to get over and throw throw for. So, yeah. And these are the these are the alternate. This is the alternate because we, yeah. I mean, we we put this. I think the over under is like 235 and a half or something like that. The actual. regular bet so we adjusted the odds for this we took alternate odds yeah uh, 230 230 was a perfect one to scare people like me like <laughs> yeah because that's not i'm not confident one way or the other like 235 sounds almost exactly where he would be in my mind that's where i'd be shocked if it was over 230 yeah yeah me too and so well next up we have christian mccaffrey combined rushing and receiving yards 100 plus. Uh, this is something that McCaffrey has done regularly so far in the playoffs and throughout the entire season. He's the key to the 49ers offense. So we believe he'll have probably the best day overall offensively wise. And so 100 plus receiving uh, rushing yards combined. Um, that's like another like it should happen because he does it pretty much every game. Yeah, no, duh. I it's no duh. There's no reason to suspect that that everybody is going to be so freaking jazzed to be in this game. Christian, especially. I mean, Kittle. We've seen the clip of Kittle. Like, I will be back with a vengeance. But for Christian McCaffrey to be here, you know that he is going to hit every hole, hit every uh, open field tackle as hard as possible. Like, I. I mean, hell, even thinking it, eh, maybe 150 would be too ambitious. 100's good for this ticket. Like, I'm not saying I regret that, but I don't know. He's he's going to give it his all. This is a no-duh pick. Yeah, yeah. Again, um, just if you take rushing alone, the last two games, I think he hit 90-plus. So that means he'd only have to get 10 yards receiving in order for you to hit this bet. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. For, so we think this is a pretty simple, easy bet uh, to do. 
<clears throat> so next up, we have an interesting one. Uh, over 15 and a half rushing yards for Debo Samuel. Uh, this is a little bit more, uh, I think, uh, a stretch for me. What's that, Dan? Sorry, I didn't realize I was muted. I was saying, let's say both of these at the same time. Debo over 15 and Purdy over 12. Like, both of these, we saw these, and we all three of us, because Eric was in on this too, we were all just dying laughing at, like, that's all the bar is with how heavy we're going to have to lean on the run game and Purdy scrambling out of the pocket because of that secondary. Like, yeah. hell yeah, throw these on here immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for me... For me, it's a little bit harder to bet on, but I mean, yeah, I, I mean, if you're right, we're, you're going to have to rely more heavily on the run game, and so we should. We, ha we have to set a tone like that for us to have a chance, honestly. Like be again, yeah. because of that secondary. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it there is a good chance that Devo could go over 15 and a half, and we saw Purdy the last game. Uh, he went over 12 and a half, uh, and he is known to scramble. Um, and so, yeah, we think those are pretty low standards to, to, uh, to hit those rushing yards. That's the thing about Purdy is that he very much is pass first. He never wants to give up the pass unless it's absolutely necessary. And I think that makes him a great scrambler because I think teams prepare for him to, to try and take away all the passes that he wants. And then that allows them to overlook that this dude can actually run like he's not running a 440, but he's I mean, he knows how to escape the pocket when it's absolutely necessary. Yeah, he does. He does. He's really he has really good pocket presence. And then when he breaks out of the pocket, he's looking to pass first always. But at times he, he's tucked it down and made big runs. So um it's something to definitely like look for in this game because um, it's a hard thing for Kansas city to prepare for because it makes them focus on like, he's not going to run like Jared Goff or like other traditional pocket passer quarterbacks that are still in the league. But, but no, that's, it's a bigger surprise. It'll make it a bigger surprise when Purdy does it. And I think that he can use that to his advantage because like Patrick Mahomes, that's the dual double-edged sword with him because he can do both. Purdy doesn't want to do both, but he can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but yeah, no, that's our very, very yeah. tiny ticket for just the players. A very tiny <laughs> ticket for for the podcast this week. Um we had a small and, ticket last week. We had a small ticket last week. Uh did you eventually watch that? How Eric and I covered that? <laughs> I, I did not I didn't get a chance to watch it, but you know. I mean, we did hit some stuff in that parlay. So, I mean, maybe we'll have similar luck, but just I think we hit three things in the parlay last week, if I remember correctly. Um. Oh, of course I deleted it. I'd have to re-add it on here. Um, but, yeah, you don't have to. But actually talking about news, uh, there is a little bit of news, not really breaking, but uh, Cliff Kingsbury has been hired as the offensive coordinator in Las Vegas. Really? Yep. As it was reported. Okay. That's a Pacers. That's a Pacers tip-off notification. Uh, that was not. Yeah. Oh yeah, here it is. One minute ago from Shefty. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. Hmm. No, that's not. That's not a bad. That's not a bad hire for uh, 
Pierce, not a bad hire at all. Yeah, well, he was he was interviewed for the Eagles too. Um, Kingsbury was, but um, I don't know. I mean, maybe as an OC, he won't waste talent, you know. So <laughs> we'll see. Um, it's a it's a very different job being a head coach versus an offensive coordinator, and maybe him just. <clears throat> worrying about the offense for Pierce so Pierce can worry about the defense like but still Pierce is like like the head the final say like just not putting all the pressure of the locker room on Kingsbury and just letting him call plays like I think that might be better suited for him because really um I've watched a whole deep dive well no we've talked about it here on the show we've been on this the show long enough that like Kingsbury starts out pretty good but then every November and December he craps the bed yeah, yeah, that that was his mo in Arizona, and, and so Texas Tech. Yeah, in Texas Tech. So, yeah, it's it's. I mean, you know, it's it's. Hopefully, he can, you know, I mean, maybe not hopefully, but you know, maybe this is his second chance in the NFL, and um, you know, he can run his offense and maybe do well. I mean, it'll depend on who um, it'll depend on who's quarterbacking. Um, if they're going to stick with Aiden or if they're going to draft somebody else, or if they want to still try with Jimmy, I can't imagine why they want to still try with Jimmy. Like, unless it's like a good faith, like, Hey, Josh, Josh sucked for you. We'll give you another chance with a good OC. Like, I don't know. It'll just depend on who the quarterback is. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But yeah, that's, that's the news. Um, yeah, an extra little news blurb. Um, <laughs> um, I was gonna say I don't. I honest to God, I our tra- I was not keeping track of our uh, our timer, but um, I don't know. It feels like a good time to talk about our sponsor. You think? I mean, maybe. I I don't know. I mean, did you have? Did you? I mean, did you? You want to talk movies real quick again? Or <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I, no, I, I, well, I mean, we're probably at least at 20 minutes. Um, guys, we're not tired. This episode is just very, I don't know, this whole week's just been odd, guys. Just a peek behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, you know, how, how's wedding planning going? Um, not bad. We're, we're going to talk to a caterer, uh, this weekend and we will finally send out like the official invites because um we 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 got them it's just sitting down to write the, the addresses like just okay. they will get out they will get out uh eventually so everybody can have one and everybody that knows they're going is coming like it's just yeah. uh it's just been crazy it's just lots of stuff i could tell you off mic but it's just been crazy we're definitely yeah. not as ahead of we're definitely not ahead of schedule i'll put it that way (laughs) um but no things are things are wild um but yeah no i kind of like well tied into movies i've been giving amc money for months and months and months and for no justifiable reason if like i had an accountant they would ask me why on earth have i been giving amc money without going to amc for months (laughs) (laughs) yeah i've watched so many i've watched so many movies at home oh have you yeah, I mean, it, it, the way my life is right now, it's just easier. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've missed so many movies that I would have loved to have seen in theaters, but I I mean, I still watch them at home. But like, there's so many times that like I wish I could have gone to the theater and just can't. <laughs> so the, I don't know. It's been a lot harder to go to the theater lately. But that's that's just my life. Please, listeners, go to the theater. Go, please go. <laughs> don't let yeah. the theater industry die. <laughs> yeah. 
And Batman went to the vet today, and they had to give him cheese to take blood. <laughs> no. Yeah, he's he's a little like the the vet said that um, when he was younger, they probably didn't nobody probably exposed him to a lot, and so he's very anxious at not a lot of new things. And so uh, she recommended, um, yeah, she we have to give him like. We have to give him medication before he goes to the vet to sort of calm him down and, you know, give him less anxiety. Um, he has picked the the doctor um, to be his person when he's at the vet. So they have a good relationship, at least. Okay, um, that's good. So they took a blood. They were able to get the blood draw, but he was due for one of his shots. Well, he's due for one of his shots soon. I said, well, if you can do it today, do it today. But they were unable to uh, do it today. So we got to bring him back in like two weeks or so. Uh, oh. and, but yeah, he's, he's learning. Batman's learning. He's not being in the house anymore. We're having good Yay. stuff. One thing I did, <laughs> one, thing I did <laughs> one thing I did learn though, is that um, there's a behavioral therapist for dogs and that's what she called it. And because, you know, to teach Batman how to not like be so anxious in new situations and learn learn proper techniques and so she recommended a uh behavioral spe specialist for for us and so um we're gonna okay have to look at that, so to help him with his anxiety so <laughs> okay that's that's interesting we thought we thought our youngest cat was having um i don't know not anxiety but like i don't know his first reaction to most anything was to like half go feral but now that uh, we had to give him some worm medicine lately, but we think in combination of, I don't know, I think it's more of a cosmic alignment of we gave him medicine and now he's two next month or April, but like getting to a threshold of like this new age for cats because they age really fast. And uh, then maybe he was upset because he had worms in him and we didn't know it for so long. But, but yeah, no. Winston has gotten much, much, much calmer. <laughs> he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't, he doesn't run away if we accidentally like kick a chair or close <laughs> the door too fast or just get up off the couch. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's much more behaved, but I think, I don't know. I think being so close to turning two is a, the biggest factor of that. But, um, but yeah, no, I get, I get what you mean. An anxious animal is not fun to wrangle. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, and he, you know, he picked me as his person. So he, he has definitely less anxiety, uh, when I'm close by. Um, but yeah, he, he went to the vet again today. And, um, so hopefully they give a heartworm test. So everybody, if you're out there, pray that Batman doesn't have heartworms. And, uh, Ooh. Yeah, because no he did heartworms. have heartworms when we got him from the. Uh, he had heartworms when he got to the Humane Society, and they gave him all of his treatment. And so uh, we oh, gave the records. Yeah, so he he has had his treatment, and um, yeah, now we just uh, yeah we just need to get him good heartworm medication. And so yeah, yeah, no, I feel that. Yeah, but um, yeah. all right. So yeah. I was gonna say for um. I was going to say, I think that's a good note to a nice little, a nice little relief and a little peek behind us. We aren't just full blown Niners fans. We do have lives. Um, yeah. <laughs> I will withhold telling you what my day job is, though. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I will talk about our sponsor that has been with us for the entirety of the season. Royalretros.com. What is Royalretros.com? It is your go to place 
for authentic throwback jerseys. They don't just cover football. They cover all major sports as well. Baseball, soccer, basketball. Right now for Niners fans, go check out their candlestick collection. It's curated with us in mind. And when you find something you like, go use Shady Sports uh, when you check out in the promo code section. <laughs> promo code Shady Sports, and that will get you 10% off of your entire order. Again, it is promo code Shady Sports when you check out. 10% off of your entire order. Uh, it'll help out the channel, help out us, and you'll get a cool, authentic jersey that you, you can show off to everybody. So go to royalretros.com and go get yourself an authentic throwback jersey today. All right, James, tell the people about the charity we've been doing all year. So, guys, uh, as you, if you're a regular follower of the show, you already know this spiel. But if you just come on to us and you're a new person that maybe I met somewhere and you decided to subscribe to our channel and you're listening to this episode, well, we've been raising money for a crisis center in Kentucky, mainly because the NFL owners uh, are not having the proper standards as players do. Uh, the NFL has said that owner standards are supposed to be higher than player standards, but when an owner gets into trouble, we don't hear about it from the NFL, but if a player gets in trouble uh, outside the NFL, uh, the NFL will report on it uh, very quickly. So we don't like that. We feel owner standards are less than player standards. We have that hashtag there. Uh, and then just so you know, we put our money where our mouth is. We are selling T-shirts to raise money for a crisis center in Kentucky, who we will have on the show next week. Um, look out for that. Uh, but right now we have our owner standards, our less than player standards, hashtag owner accountability. You can get that for $22.99. You can get that in different colors, different sizes. Uh, next, we have our podcast logo art. You'll find this whenever you see uh, our uh, podcast on Spotify, Apple Apple Podcasts, or our YouTube channel. This is the logo you will see. You can get that on a t-shirt for $22.99, get you that in a unisex tee, or we have different styles and different sizes as well. Here we have our alternate logo. I have this shirt, very nice shirt, uh, $22.99 gets you that, all different colors, different sizes, different styles. Uh, and finally, we have our Niner Nuts mascot. How can you say no to a peanut eating peanuts while cheering for his San Francisco 49ers? $22.99 gets you that in a t-shirt. And all the proceeds go to charity to the Kentucky Crisis Center, who we will have on uh, next week uh, to interview and tell you some of the things that they're doing in the community and how serious uh, sexual crimes are uh in this nation and some of the things that uh, we need, we as people uh, need to be concerned about and be aware of. Yes. And I will, I will appropriately disclaimer, just heads up some, some hard discussion points will probably be brought up in this. We won't, I mean, we're not going to go graphic detail, but I will, it's a big deal. It's something that we've been wanting to, to, we've been wanting to, talk about this all season obviously as james said that's why we have done these shirts that's why we don't want money from these we want to help out a family in need because we were just so not inspired that it's definitely not the right word but um but yeah no that's texan we're, we're pissed yeah. off that uh, an owner can do something like that and basically the nfl will just say eh, nothing to see here we don't know anything about it oh you found out? Yeah, we do know. Sorry, we should have. We didn't tell you because he's an owner, you know. Yeah, so, even a minority owner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but and if you don't know what we're talking about, just look up the Houston Texans minority owner, um, and you know, 
what he is in trouble for and what he has been charged with in Kentucky because it's very serious. And so that's why we picked the charity that we did. That's why we picked the area that we did. Um, and so we hope that you will uh, join us in this cause and donate to that charity uh, and get a cool t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. So I guess with that, I guess one last, I should have said it on the last episode with Eric, but uh, I guess I did have a little news blurb. Um, to close the show out with that I didn't yesterday on the other episode. But no, Jed York, speaking of owners, he did an interview, um, a kind of long interview, surprisingly, but uh, he did do an interview, uh, I believe, yesterday. I just watched it today. But he said that last uh, last training camp before the quarterback disaster that we went through, Kyle apparently told him back then when the roster was, well, in training camp, it was Trey, Nate and then Brock and then we signed Jimmy at the end of training camp but he told him back then that the best quarterback in his opinion on the roster was looking like Brock Purdy he was but he then said that he wasn't going to change up the roster obviously Jimmy ended up being starter Trey was or you know how you know how it all went Trey was supposed to be starter then Jimmy and then Brock because Nate got cut but I God works in mysterious ways, man. And Kyle, Kyle knew in the back of his mind that maybe we, maybe we aren't putting our best quarterback out there, but politics, you know, and contracts. And well, it all, it spent, all ended up working out. <laughs> he spent three number one draft picks to uh, to get Trey Lance. It's like, yeah, you kind of yeah, kind of have to play him. You know, that's just the way it is in the NFL. If you know, some guy is paid more to do a job and, you you know, yeah, you have this young kid, but you pay this guy more to come out there and uh, do those things that nine times out of ten, that guy's going to be out there while the rookie sits on the bench. How amazing that is, though, that last year, even though he had to uh, deactivate Purdy a couple times, because I think Purdy was deactivated during those early games, uh, he knew in the back of his mind, like, man i how much better could we be if i could just nurture this kid a little more like yeah <laughs> that's just so funny to me that he knew all the way back then that he wasn't putting his best foot forward so to say and he just once he saw purdy in training camp the the oh man this guy's actually our best quarterback <laughs> <laughs> i just i just thought that was really funny and that was a that was the most interesting little nugget to come out of that um, yeah, I just to I mean, how you. high was the st- how high was the standard? How high was the bar? You know, so, so yeah. well to beat out Nate Sudfeld. I... Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. Like how high was the bar, really? But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's turned out well for the 49ers. He, we're here in the Super Bowl in his second season. Obviously, the most relevant Mister Irrelevant there has ever been, and probably ever will be. I doubt we'll we'll ever At see least... this again. At least in my, at least in this current, like, oh my God, it's like a hundred years or hundred five or however long years now to, he might, it could be generational. Like this could be, I mean, I'm not trying to hyper, not trying to get, uh, hype it up too hard, but I mean, it could be literally like another whole generation or two until we get another quarterback as, or a player in general, not even just quarterback as talented as him, uh, as the last last pick in the draft. I mean, considering that Ryan Suckup was the most relevant Mr. Irrelevant uh, ever, and that he was a kicker, right? You know, that, that's what they had to look up to. And so Purdy is definitely out famed him by getting to the Super Bowl in his second year. And, you know, so many, so many records, like not just a, how young he is, but 
the fact that he was the the lowest drafted um the lowest he is the lowest drafted quarterback um but Kurt Warner is now but he's up Kurt there in the Warner same was Kurt Warner yeah. was undrafted so it's a weird so, it's a weird asterisk between the two of them because like technically yeah Kurt Warner was undrafted and he's the only undrafted starter and now Purdy is the first last pick to start a Super Bowl. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So yeah, the only other pick that was probably that deep was Tom Brady, sixth round, right? Yeah. Um, we hear it every year that we watch the freaking draft. This is that's weird. one got Tom Brady. This is the That's Tom one Brady. record that one record that Purdy's taken away from Brady now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sure he's, he's taken I'm sure he's taken more than one, but no, it's just that is funny when you think about that. Like, but look at the company he's with. Like, people, uh, two players that no one had faith in, and Purdy could be uh, treated at the same sphere as Kurt Warner now. Like, I, I mean, it's, it's crazy. If he, if he wins the Super Bowl, then you know you figure like three of the quarter, three of some of the quarterbacks that have won the Super Bowl that were just low round picks. You have Brady, Purdy, and Kurt Warner, who wasn't even drafted. Like. I mean, that's just crazy. That That's the NFL. Like, you, you never know. You never know where you're going to get from a guy. And, you know, you see something in a guy and you're like, mm, maybe if the right conditions happen that he could be successful. And then those right conditions happen. And then that guy goes out and performs crazy and, like, becomes a Hall of Famer or, you know, goes out and wins Super Bowls or whatever. And it's just that's the NFL. You just never know who is going to be that guy, you know. Russell Wilson, no, he wasn't drafted that low. I think he was a third or fourth round pick. Russell but, was third, yeah, he was a third round pick. But they paid, they paid Matt Flynn, and last week at training camp, they just bit the bullet and said, "Nope, we're starting Russell Wilson." And then, not that year, but the next year, they win the Super Bowl. Yeah, like yeah. it happens. It can. Like <laughs> well, look, look, at, look at that Prescott's ascension too. Like he was. A oh fourth, yeah, the way he replaced Romo. Yeah, he was a fourth round pick um Romo was undrafted as well so like I mean the last two you know Cowboys regular starters were no higher than a fourth round pick so and then, uh, and then of course Brady and Bledsoe and then um oh my gosh there's so many there's so many of them uh freaking uh Drew Brees he had to get traded to do it but Drew Brees was supposed to be behind Philip Rivers yeah, well, he was he was supposed to be the supplanted starter. They didn't have they were decent with him in there, but then of course the opportunity to get Philip Rivers was there. Drew Brees left, and that's history. And you know, I guess my, that's I, I guess that's more akin to what happened to Steve Young because Steve Young crapped the bed with Tampa before he came to us. Yeah, yeah, and there's also the story of Jim Plunkett. Jim Plunkett, was oh yeah, number one overall pick who. Uh, failed miserably, went to go be a backup in Oakland, and ended up leading them to two Super Bowls. <laughs> Greatest failing upward story ever. <laughs> yeah, you have Nick Foles, who, got, who gets drafted by the Eagles in the, I believe he was drafted in the fourth round, uh, you know, by Andy Reid. Andy Reid gets fired, and then Chip Kelly elevates Nick Foles, who throws seven touchdowns in one game, and then that's it. He falls off a cliff because he gets traded this St. Louis and for Sam Bradford. And, you know, next thing you know, Nick Foles is back in Philly and he wins a Super Bowl. You just never know. You just never know with the NFL what is going to happen. People 
say it's script writers, like, come on, who you really as a script writer going to say, oh, we want Nick Foles to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Dude, right? You yeah. know, I just, I'm not wasting my, I'm not, I mean, we're, we're pushing our time, I think, but <laughs> I'm not, I don't know. We can, we can go play the W don't care the conspiracies <laughs> yeah yeah well, i think i think my internet's getting really bad now too yeah we might as well just call it dan anything else you'd like to say uh no just soak in this week and um yeah just just get ready for the chiefs just enjoy enjoy this week but yeah i mean obviously keep our eye on the prize all right with that being said outro music river road justin you Beat the Chiefs. See you next week. River Road, you got me running way back home. River Road, you got me running all night long. You got me singing some canal boat song. River Road, River Road, you got me running all night long. River Road, where have all the women gone? Have they kissed her hand and waved you bye-bye? Have they thought about crossing your double yellow lines? River Road, they love the way you whine and cry.